0: Welcome to Behind the Story, where we discover the story behind your favorite stories. My name is Lisa Renee from the CoLab Press, and I'm also a contemporary pre Christian rom com author.
1: And I'm Naomi Craig. I write historical fiction set in Bible Times. Today, we have a, a great pre recorded interview with Karen Wittemeyer um, and her fairest of heart, Texas Ever After. Um, it's a great chat. Really glad to talk with her. Um, be sure that you like behind the story, so you are notified every time that we have a fantastic author because usually they offer giveaways. So before we get it, talking to Karen, uh, what are you working on right now, Lisa?
0: Alrighty, uh, well, I'm doing a bit of editing for the CoLab Press, so we do editing services and things like that. So that's been interesting, and I'm doing a nonfiction, so it's a bit different. Um, but other than that, in the background, I'm working on a Kickstarter. So a Kickstarter is like a Fundraiser, I guess, in one way for creatives, but this is where the the backers they get something out of it. So they get special editions special hardbacks, or things like that, or um, mentioned in the acknowledgements, and or they can actually do a special edition where they get their name as the main character and things like that. So that's been fun,
1: Mrs. Baxter, Mrs. Baxter.
0: <laughs> and um, <laughs> if they get stretch goals, you raise certain points, you release certain things. So. One of the stretch goals will be a story on Mrs. Baxter, uh, which Naomi at no, Naomi's
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So it's good for your fans that sort of are familiar with the story, but also it's definitely for new people that haven't read it. So it's a uh, this novella is going to be sweet and clean rom com, uh, but also I'll have um, my Christian audiobooks and things like that, Christian rom coms, or my original series they'll be available. So there'll be different levels. So that's quite fun. But if anyone is, is interested, follow me. You can just follow, um, notify me on launch. So I'll put that link in there. And uh, yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. And what about you, Nomi? What are you working on?
1: Um, I just turned in my pre-order short story. It's a prequel to Shira's Legacy. Um, and this is going back to Joseph in Egypt. So it's it's really cool like to see... There is historically documented um, a vizier who, who saved Egypt from a seven-year famine by interpreting a pharaoh's dream. Um, there's so many other things about this particular guy um, that just to me say this is, this is the guy, this is Joseph from the Bible. Um, there is a slight differentiation with timelines. He is, um, he is thought to be a little too far back that would line up with the bible timeline but then there's also lately some scholars have said you know um it's possible that the pharaohs of the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom were at the same time like the dynasties were overlapping so um is it the real joseph i'm not sure but it's it's enough for me and it is historical fiction so um i'm basing i'm basing my joseph off of this um vizier um imhotep who was just he was he's called a polymath the world's first polymath that's a uh, brilliant in, in many different areas so um yeah. he's yeah it's he was deified later on he's got his hands in medicine and astronomy and um and alchemy and stone working and like he's just brilliant and all yeah. I mean I'm so I'm sure some of that's gotten into legend you know where it's yeah like larger than life too but uh yeah it's pretty spectacular that's
0: really cool yeah finding things in history that you know can link and line up and um yeah and explore that so that's cool
1: yeah so um if you pre-order shira's legacy um right now you can get a paperback in the united states you can get a paperback for 30 percent off if you reserve your copy and then also um the ebook is at at a discount price to 2.99 and then if you go through you have to go through my publisher's website but then you can um, log your purchase and then you would be eligible to get this free short story so
0: no cool and when's the release date
1: it's august 15 so we still have two months out but yeah it's coming up
0: so awesome well well done awesome we would you like to uh bring on our guest today
1: Yeah, absolutely, we had, um, this was a must-see author, we asked you, and you said bring on Karen Wittemeyer, so be sure to let us know who you'd like to see, um, because it's possible that we might make it happen. Um, So today we have historical romance author Karen Wittemeyer. A lifelong bookworm, Karen is living her dream by writing novels. Her books have consistently hit bestseller lists and have garnered numerous awards. Karen, welcome to Behind the Story. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome. So for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about you and what you write. Sure. My
2: name is Karen Wittemeyer and I am from Abilene, Texas. I'm originally from California. I came to Abilene to go to college and met my Texas sweetheart. So (laughs) we got married uh, after my uh, junior year of college and I just never left. So Texas is now my home. I've had three children here, raised them. So I feel like um, Texas is, is where I belong. Um, I, because of my new home here in Texas, all of my books happen to be set in different places in Texas. That's kind of part of my brand. I write uh, Western historical romance. Um, I have lots of adventure, humor, and uh, feisty heroines and swoon-worthy Texas heroes uh, with strong faith threads throughout my stories.
1: Excellent. Well, we're so glad you're with us. Uh, Your latest release fairest of heart is book one in the texas ever after series beauty has been nothing but a curse to penelope snow when she becomes personal maid for a famous actress whose troupe is leaving chicago to tour the west she hides her figure beneath shapeless dresses and keeps her head down but she still manages to attract the wrong attention leaving her prospects in catters and her jealous mistress Plotting her demise. Tell us what's the story behind fairest of hearts.
2: So I let me grab a copy of it here. Just happen to have it here. You might be able to tell um, from the cover that it's a Snow White retelling. From her outfit, you might recognize that. Um, so it is kind of a a retelling of Snow White but set in the Old West so from the 1890s is is the time period and instead of a Prince Charming we have a Texas Ranger hero Um, we have a heroine who is beautiful but she's pure of heart and we contrast that with the villainess who is also beautiful but she uses her uh, beauty to manipulate men and to uh, get what she wants out of life uh, without uh, having much uh, morality. <laughs> along with it. Um, and then of course we have to have seven retired drovers at the Diamond D Ranch. So those kind of play the role of the dwarves. And I had so much fun with these old cantankerous um, grandpas. It was, it was really a lot of fun to write their character. Um, so there's a lot of nods to the the Disney tale that we remember seeing in the, you know, the movies as kids. Um, but there's it's a fresh, unique story as well that kind of it has nods to Disney, but it's its own fresh story.
1: Is this your first fairy tale retelling,
0: or do you do more fairy tales? No, tale? this
2: is my first one, how and fun. it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yes, it's easy to plot it out because you know how it ends. And... <laughs> you know well, it... it
2: was it it was actually a little bit tricky because you want it to um, be reminiscent of the original fairy tale, but you don't want readers to be bored and think it's too predictable, right? So we had to find ways to kind of freshen it up, which made it a little bit challenging, but a lot of
0: fun too. Yeah. Awesome. So introduce us to Penelope. Is he, is she like Snow White's character? I mean, there's not too much detail in Snow White's character with all the different versions. So what are her strengths and quirks in your story?
2: Sure. Yes. Her name is Penelope Snow. So she is the Snow White character of the story. Um, and like the Snow White from the Disney version, she has that that look. So she's got the dark hair and the pale skin. Um, she's, she's very beautiful, but she's also very humble. Um, she's very innocent of heart. Um, And she, because of her past, she was abandoned as a a child on the um, steps of a girls school. So she was taken in by the cook and raised basically on charity. And so she's never really had a place to belong never really had her own family. And so she's really hungry for um, finding that place where she belongs. And so um, through You know, no fault of her own, she ends up getting um, abandoned. There's a huntsman story and all of that that goes along, but um, so she she's abandoned out in the middle of nowhere, left for dead, and um, she's discovered by um, these seven retired drovers um, who take her in and kind of start to give her that home that she's been um, searching for. But of course, it's the it's the um, Texas Ranger hero who's the main uh, love interest, and he. He, unfortunately, he's trying to um, crack down on a jewel heist uh, that's going on. And he thinks that Penelope is the prime suspect. So there's some conflict going on there originally.
1: Um, but eventually, obviously, they find they're happy ever after. So sweet. So on Amazon, Judy Jody A. Wolf says, Fairest of Heart is a fresh look at an old fairy tale. While the reader is aware of the storyline because of the fairy tale, Wittemeyer does an excellent job of making the story fresh and entertaining. I love the different nuances she touched on, but in a unique way. And a Kindle reader says, it is a page turner filled with God's love and grace and a great message about mercy and truth. So how do you find it balancing a timeless fairy tale with fresh story while adding the Christian elements to it? Do you, you did you really enjoy the process? Was it difficult for you or?
2: I did really enjoy it. I mean, I've, I've loved fairy tales since I was a kid. I used to listen to them on, you know, the old plastic Fisher price record player with those, you know, follow along, ding, turn the page, you know, that kind of thing. So it was, (laughs) it was a lot of fun for me to kind of revisit my childhood in getting in touch with these, these fairy tales, but I did want to keep it fresh. So, you know, it's not just a, um, a story about, um, a girl who you know was cast out and and is found and and all of that. There are those elements, but there's also this uh, running theme with the ranger trying to solve this crime and um, trying to figure out if she's guilty, if she's innocent. Um, there's a lot of uh, subplots along the way. Also, we get into the villainess's point of view, which can be a little bit interesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun to be a little extra snarky, um, you know, as I'm writing her scenes. But it, there's a big contrast between the way she uses her beauty and the way Penelope's beauty is more manifested from inside. And um, I love that the um, re- the second review that you mentioned talked about balancing mercy and truth. That's one of the spiritual themes that comes out especially in the hero's point of view um titus is very much about um justice i mean he's a he's a texas ranger he's all about justice and and uh, bringing the guilty um to to punishment um and he has to as he's trying to debate you know whether or not she's innocent or guilty or how he's going to bring someone to justice he he has this um conflict within himself and um he he pulls out his, his Bible that he carries in his saddlebag. And his mother had, um, when she, when he took a job as a a Texas Ranger, uh, marked several passages in the Bible for him and starting in Psalms. And he just kind of read one to the next and all of them mentioned mercy and truth together. And Mm -hmm. mercy was always listed first. And so that was one of those things that was interesting for me as I was writing it to discover. And, you know, God mm-hmm. always opens some kind of truth as I'm writing these stories to me as well as to the characters. And so it was really it was really interesting to find that because I think a lot of times um, we are so focused on truth, which is good. I mean, we need to be focused on truth, um, but Christians can sometimes um, be very intolerant of people who disagree with them and can uh, kind of bash each other if we don't see doctrine exactly eye to eye. And so I think this was a good reminder that mercy needs to always accompany truth. Truth without mercy, truth without love um, is like that sounding gong, you know, that just it's it's not accomplishing what God wants it to accomplish. So having him uh, kind of come to that realization that yes, truth is important and justice is important, um, but mercy is the key too. And one of my favorite verses, you know, is from uh, Micah 6, 8, where we're we're saying, you know, what does God want from you? Well, he wants us to act justly, but he wants us to love mercy and to walk humbly by his side. And so that's a good reminder, I think for all of us, no matter what we're, you know, dealing with, um, to always have that, that mercy accompanying truth.
0: I love that's, that. Yeah, that's really great. And it's, um, you know, when, cause you're writing Christian fiction, it's Christian audience. And so, you don't have to preach to them about salvation, (laughs) but we get in our rut and then we can um, just be all about the rules and everything. And so that's great that you're highlighting mercy and you've got a message there. So well done. Well done with that. Um, So is there any particular character that you feel like you related to the most or some aspects?
1: So
2: I always feel like I should relate to the heroine, but in, the, in this story, I didn't, I mean, I, there are parts of me that related to the heroine, but I think I had so much fun with the um, seven drovers at this at this ranch. And of course, each of them represent a different dwarf. And um, so Ike, I'm gonna say is the one that's most like me. Ike represents the happy dwarf character and he is always cheerful, always optimistic. He's the peacemaker. There's, uh, there's two characters. Jeb and Angus that kind of go at each other um, on a frequent basis, they tease each other and jab each other and kind of, you know, are testy with each other. And Ike is the one that always shows up and tries to smooth things out. And that's kind of the role that I play in my everyday life. You know, I, I'm kind of the peacemaker and I want to be cheerful and happy and um, try to be encouraging and uplifting. And so um, I'm going to say that I relate most to Ike in this story.
0: Okay. That's a good answer. You didn't relate to grumpy or sleepy. (laughs)
1: Oh, well, Dopey. catch me at the
2: right time and I will definitely be... <laughs> I'm trying to remember them all.
1: <laughs> you picked the right one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so for a midpoint question, comment below if you are watching this. Um, tell me about another hero or heroine that exudes mercy, that just shows that characteristic of mercy. Comment below. Let us know um, who else has this... Uh, this mercy happening in their books so um what would you say karen is a real life aspect that goes into fairest of heart whether that's something from the actual 1890s in texas or in your life or how what was something real life that went into your book
2: So I'll I'll, I'll give you two answers to this question. The first one is several years ago, I visited the Texas Ranger Museum in Waco, Texas. My daughter and I took a little weekend trip to Waco, and um, at the time, I did not have any Texas Rangers planned for any of my books. But as often happens, you just go and you absorb. And I remember finding um, on display a copy of the papers that they would carry that has their credentials with it. And I took a picture of it. And um, that actually made it into my book, um, with of course, the names changed and you know, that kind of thing. But so that was fun to have something from the museum that I took a picture of and then was able to insert it into my book. Um, so that was kind of fun. Um, but on a more personal note, um, so I told you how I, I've loved fairy tales since I was a kid. Well, my, um, my middle child, Wyatt, he, uh, he was, got married, uh, last year and his, uh, wife is, she, she loves all things Disney. They had their honeymoon at Disney World. They had a tangled themed wedding. I mean, everything was just Disney everywhere, and of course, you know, we loved that, and um, it was, it was so sweet, because when, when they were dating, um, I think that kind of helped plant the seed for, you know, doing fairy tale retellings, and then um, when I wrote the book, and uh, of course, you, with traditional publishing, you write it so, (laughs) so much earlier before it actually comes out, but um, by the time it came out, um, I had just gotten my author copies in time for their one-year anniversary. So it's actually dedicated to them, to Wyatt and McKenna, and I was able to present them a copy um, on their anniversary. So that was just kind of a fun way that it all just kind of came back around.
1: That's so cute. I love it. Tangled is such a good one, too. That's I approve. <laughs> I'm sure the pictures are
0: gorgeous. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Um, so that's a Quite a surprising thing we've learned about your family with that. That's a great one. And relating to your story, what about yourself? What's something readers would be surprised to learn about you?
2: Something completely random. My favorite animal is the hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> it,
2: it's, so there's a little bit of a story behind it. When When I was in, I don't know, probably fourth or fifth grade, maybe a little older. Um, My best friend and I, you know, it you're that age. Everybody has a favorite animal. Usually, it's a cat or a dog or a horse or you know something like that. And she and I were determined that we were not going to pick just run-of-the-mill animals for our favorite animals. So she picked the armadillo, and I picked the hippopotamus. And <laughs> we just we just kind of reveled in our little rebellion of you know picking unusual animals to have as our favorites. So and it stuck. I still have. Uh, I got a chance to go to Africa when I was um, 16 on a mission trip and came home with some. Little little hippo uh, figurines and some pictures that I had taken and it just it kind of stuck so it's kind of a thing now
1: (laughs) well you heard it first here (laughs) (laughs) behind the story I love it
0: (laughs) that's really cool Um, we've we've got a little bit of extra time and I just wanted to um, it's not on our question but just a bit of a summary about uh, if people aren't familiar with you like what other books have you got how long have you been writing just like in a few minutes just give us a little bit of a snapshot of your writing career?
2: Sure. So my first book came out in 2010. It was called A Tailor-Made Bride. And, um, I have close to, I think about 25 books out now, if you count my novellas as well. Um, the one I'm probably best known for is Short Straw Bride. That was the first of my Archer Brothers series. It's the one that, um, readers typically say, oh, that was my favorite. Um, So that's fun. My most recent series was the Hanger Horseman series um, about uh, four ex-cavalry officers that kind of bond together to um, try to um, go on a, a, they want to fight for justice so they they go and help those who have been oppressed or who are struggling and with no one to help them kind of a magnificent seven meets the a-team kind of thing and so that was a lot of fun um and so now moving into uh texas ever after with the fairy tales and so that's been a lot of fun i also back in march released my very first indie book so that was kind of a fun experience (laughs) yeah i'm really liking it um so in her sights is the name of it. And it was part of, it was actually the novella that kicked off a multi-author series um, that followed this, this pink pistol around from uh, heroin to heroin throughout time. So mine started um, in 1893. And then by the time the 11 book series is done, it's in contemporary times. And so that was really kind of fun. My heroine got it from Annie Oakley and she took shooting lessons from (laughs) Annie Oakley. So that was, that was fun doing that. So it was kind of, I'm now Technically, a hybrid author. So,
0: <laughs> oh, well done.
1: <laughs> That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. So, this Ferris and Heart is book one. So, mm-hmm. what is coming next? What fairy tale are you using? Tell us about the next one.
2: Sure. So, this one was, it stayed pretty close to the original um, story of Snow White. um Each of the next two books are going to, um, twist the fairy tale just a little bit more. So the next one is a Cinderella retelling, but it's going to be a Cinderfella retelling. So the hero plays the role of of the um, impoverished. Uh, he's a, you know, the Cinderfella role. So um, he, he has a stepmother and two uh, stepbrothers. Um, but one of the things that I really wanted to do with this story is I think... <laughs> stepmothers get a really bad rap in fairy tales. It, they're just always the villain. And so I really wanted to switch that up. I wanted to redeem the stepmother character. So in this story, the stepmother is not the villain. Um, she is actually a very supportive, loving woman who, you know, goes out of her way to um, be a blessing to her children and to um, the heroine who um, is the, the daughter of the cattle king. So she <laughs> she's kind of the, the princess, but she's also, she's kind of the princess as charming, I guess you could say. Um and so there'll be a little bit of a mystery on who the villain is in this story, but it opens with a ball at the cattleman's ranch and a boot is left behind. Um and so she has to figure out who the boot belongs to. And it's called If the Boot Fits. So ah. you can thank you can thank Woody from Toy Story for the inspiration on <laughs> on that title. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. I love that twist. I love that twist. That is so cool. Well, so where can readers follow you online? Where's your, Where's the place that you hang out?
2: Um, So uh, my website, KarenWittemeyer.com is the best place to find out all about my books and, and fun bonus material and uh, sign up for my newsletter, that kind of thing. But if you want to uh, interact with me on social media, the best place to do that, I have a Facebook group, facebook group called the posse and you can find a link to it on my website or just search for the posse and you should be able to find it Um, i'm there five days a week monday through friday i post every day Uh, we have a great community there and we talk about books they help me plot my stories sometimes help me name my characters they helped me come up with the names for my my seven drovers in this story so that was a lot of fun um, and so you get to have a little a little bit of, of part of the inspiration for my stories. Um, and then we also do fun stuff, like at Christmas, we uh, exchange handmade ornaments and we do, you know, lots of little fun things like that. So the posse on Facebook is a great place to interact with me.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for sharing with our audience today on behind the story.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a great thing.
0: Well, remember to connect with Karen online. Uh, we'll have those links on the show notes. And she is giving a signed paperback away with our giveaway of her new release. So uh, don't forget to enter that. And we also have some um, other giveaways that we usually do. The co-host. I've got a Christian rom-com. You can get an ebook book an audio book. I'll have that link in the show notes. And Naomi. And of
1: course, as always, I have On Desolate Heights, Balaam's story. It's a novella about Balaam and talking donkey for free when you sign up when my newsletter as well. Coming up. Coming up next, we welcome debut biblical novelist Alicia Van Huyzen to the show. it? To- <laughs> Who's it? <laughs> I'm excited. She's a uh, currently as a missionary. So it's cool. kind of fun to connect with her over on biblical fiction aficionados. She's written about Naaman's servant girl, the little girl who said <laughs> I know someone who can heal your leprosy. So wow, awesome. Sounds- so yeah, looks like it'd it. be a good one. So thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Story. Until next time, let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. See you next time.